Good morning, everybody. This is the Sleepy Dad. Uh, I know it's been about two weeks, roughly. That's just because uh, I've had a lot going on with work, with my family, with myself in general. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, So... I hope you enjoy this episode, and for those of you who have listened, who those of you who are listening constantly, thank you for your support. Um, and this is the third episode, um, but yeah, thank you. So, hope you enjoy. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is something a friend of mine who I've known for years uh used to hang out a lot with in junior college and then afterwards her now husband and my wife and I we all just kind of drifted apart a little bit but I saw a video she posted on Facebook and it really hit home for me she was talking about How the more you value work, the more respect you have at your work. But then at the same time, the more respect you can lose at home. And to sum it all up, she she was like, hey, by the way, you know, you're replaceable at work. They can find somebody to do your job, probably even do your job for less. And they'd be happy with it. And with with stuff that's happened for me at my work, I've definitely seen that lately. Um, I'm not doing what I wanted to do, work-wise. And it took the big hit in the face to realize that what I was doing at work it was good uh, I, was, I was doing good um, and then things happened and I'm not in that position anymore and it really took a hit on me I mean, I was at my lowest of lows. It took a very big hit. And from that hit, I've just, I've been stagnant. I've been so stagnant about it. Whether or not I'm happy at home or not, that that's part of it. But after watching that video, after listening to what my friend had to say, I definitely get it, you know. And that's something I've always struggled with. Balancing the home life versus the work life. You know, I I go to church every opportunity I can. I I meet with my church family every chance I get. In fact, I feel guilty when I don't. 
And it's not because of the respect I have for them or it's not because I feel like I have to be there. It's because I feel like I want to be there. And that and that's why I feel guilty. I have bounced between churches within the past year trying to find where I feel more welcomed, where I feel I belong. Not just myself, my family also. Not that the church that we were at before was bad, it was just... It was small, so as we were the new people there, when they found out my wife was pregnant, it felt like they were fighting over who was going to take care of our baby girl. And that was that was what kind of deterred us, because that wasn't our goal. Our goal was to go to church, or to the church building, I should say, learn, apply that learning to our life, rather than walking out of the church building, getting in the car, driving to whatever restaurant, or whatever, this is all before the pandemic, by the way, driving to whatever restaurant, and on the way there, sitting there having a conversation with my wife going, can you believe that's what was said? Can you believe that just happened? We we don't even know these people. You know, we just moved down here. You know, this and that. And even after that, because of my busy work life, we were never given the opportunity to get to know the, that church family. So... Here's where my little three o'clock in the morning, I guess, insomnia or body issues I got going on kind of kicks in. If you cannot enjoy what you have at home, what you have at work, and if you find yourself enjoying what you have at work more than what you have at home, what you have at work will consume you. All your focus will be towards that. And I'm saying this in a healthy manner. Because for the longest time, I thought in order for me to be happy, and like I said, I've struggled with this, in order for me to be happy, I had to be happy at work. I I would used to come home a couple years ago. I used to come home hating what happened that day. And I'd let her run my life at home. And at a certain point I just said that's it. I'm I'm yeah, I'm not happy. Yeah, I completely disagree with what all happened at work. I didn't like what was said or I didn't like what had happened or, you know, you get where I'm going with it. I just, I I wasn't happy. 
And so I found other ways to to make myself happier. I would hang out with friends on weeknights, weekends, and just my wife would be at home. And she understood that that was my, I need to, like, release time. And it wasn't like I was going out drinking or anything like that. No, I was uh, going and hanging out with friends, doing fishing and stuff like that. And I enjoyed it. I had a wonderful time. It was a great time. But now that I'm not there, now that I'm not around those friends, it's a little different. My focus is, has got to be how I can fix myself internally about my work and find some joy in it rather than having some coping mechanism or something like that. And always first. Um, this is the one time I'm starting out, I said... You know, I'm not going to try to get too political or too religious on everybody. I think that's going to be probably the one time that I actually do get a little religious on everybody, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody. But this is a time where I need to put my love for the Lord, my love for God, before myself at work. And it should always be like that. You know, I've... I've been going to to the church building with my new church family a lot. And a lot of what we talk about there in our little group, our little uh, family group, hits home a lot with us. It, It hits home a lot. So much so that It's as if 10,000 bracers hitting you in the face like, hey, stupid, this is what you've been doing wrong. Hey, stupid. Um, you know, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. Everything has a plan. Everything has a purpose. But I don't know, man. It, it, it just... <clears throat> It really does take a toll. It really does take a toll on on myself, and and I know it does for everybody else too. That the more you try to give your family the the best lifestyle you could possibly give them, without breaking your your bank, the the more you feel you have to work. Or the more you feel you have to be responsible for X, Y, Z when the only thing you're really responsible for is yourself and your family. And all the aspects that revolve around that. The job is a security that says, hey, you are good at what you do. You're good at what you know. And we're going to pay you so that way you could take care of your family. 
But at the same time, if you don't have that family life, that respect from your spouse, from your children, then you're going to lose them. I guess an easy way to put it, and I hope one day my friend who I saw this video at 3 o'clock in the morning sees or hears this. Um, <coughs> sorry, guys. Got a lump in my throat. Um, <clears throat> I hope she, she hears this. And I hope she adds this to what she thinks. <clears throat> I've got a little girl who's almost one years old. In fact, next week she'll be one years old. She'll be a year old, sorry. One years old. <laughs> a year old. She'll be a year old. And I got another girl along the way. Uh, she'll be here in March. <clears throat> Here's what I have to say. Here's my caveat to to her video. Put the Lord first, as always. Put your family second. Put your work and everything else after that. Here's the caveat. With your family. This is a part A, part B thing. Part A. If they're not happy... Your spouse, your children. Don't go spending more money with, you know, trying to make them happy. You can't buy love. It's not purchasable. It's not on any Target or Amazon or Walmart shelf. It's not sold separately with batteries. There's nothing in the world to fix love. Just spend more time with them. Just spend more time with them. And you will see the difference. It's going to take some time. But then you'll see some difference. And then number two. If your children do not smile when they see you. Be it. A year old, 18 years old, 21 years old, then put forth that effort. I say that I've got a year old that every time I walk through the door, every time I walk into a room, I always try to make sure she's smiling. I always try to make sure she's happy. I mean, that's easy. It's, it's a year old. It's, it's a one-year-old. But still, I put forth that effort because I want her to know I love her. I want her to know everything's going to be okay. I don't want her worrying. I don't want her knowing what's going on. And I say that as if I'm like, like some kind of pro at this. I'm really not. But I grew up in a family where... When my dad got off work, he was home. When my mom got off work, she brought work home. A lot of times she had to. 
doing grades and such like that. My mom's been teaching for 15 years. And not once this past holiday did I hear her talk about work, which is wonderful. No, I kept hearing, Josh, can you go do this? Can you do that? Which was funny because I was given attitude about it and I was just not happy about it. But they needed help. I should be grateful they asked me and not somebody else. <clears throat> So, I'm going to wrap it up. I've been doing this this episode's not too long, but it's pretty lengthy, pretty deep, in my opinion. But the moral of this episode... I'm sorry there's no funny part. I guess the one funny part is that my daughter, after experiencing holiday with her, after experiencing Christmas with her, I found out my daughter will eat like I will eat. She will tear up the plate, man. She she is a hungry little thing. Let me put it this way. Um... <clears throat> Uh, Christmas morning, I fed her cinnamon rolls. And she's, I, I mean, like I said, she's just under a year old. Girl tore it up. Girl tore it up, man. I mean, she wasn't hyperactive. I mean, because you know what cinnamon rolls is basically. It's bread with sugar and cinnamon. She tore that sucker up. And then every night... When we sat down to eat, I was feeding her, like, ham and turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy, roll. She ate it all, man. Like, no picky eater situation here on my hands. That's great. Um, one of the few things we have not really tried her on yet is steak. And that's just because that's a little tougher to chew. Oh, man. And, and fish. And fish, yeah. She's going to be something else. But here's the, I guess here's that funny part I try to always put in there. Uh, yesterday before we left, we had lunch with my parents at the house. And uh, she was eating ham and mashed potatoes. And if I give her ham by herself, she gets a little, you know, like, okay, I like it. But it's very, like, the texture of it's different. It's It's... I need something else with it. So I was mixing in the ham with the mashed potatoes, and that helped. When we got done, when I got done feeding her, like she ate the entire plate. When I got done feeding her, her mom just finally sat down and ate. And when she sat down and ate...
My daughter had just finished eating. I was going to make my food. When I came back in, my wife had been sitting there trying to eat, but also my daughter is standing, like, holding on to my wife's knees. But standing there like, Mom, will you give me some? Mom, can I have some? <laughs> my wife is pregnant. She has a daughter, and she, she has our next daughter inside of her, and she's got to feed her. And my other daughter is just like, Mom, can I have some more? Please. I would like some more mashed potatoes. So <laughs> she gave gave her some every now and then, and that was suffice. And when my mom, um, no, 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 but when my wife, um, <clears throat> was finished with that and going and put her plate up. She came back in with some pie. And in the in that little like window of time where my wife was not giving her food and when she came back in with pie my daughter was a little upset about that. She wanted more food. So, it's a little funny for me, just because my daughter has taken upon my appetite, and the whole, like, kind of like, puppy dog begging at the dinner table, like, I want some more food, please, can you give me some of your food, I promise I'll be good, kind of like, thing was going on in my head, so, that's pretty funny. But uh, let me close this up. I guess it will be a, a long episode, a deep episode. Love the Lord. If that's not your thing, then love your family first. But if you do love the Lord, put your family second. Love the Lord, love your family, then everything else will fall into place. There's no crime in that. You're not going to go to jail. It's not going to say, that's not to say you're going to be bad at your job. But you'll notice a difference. Don't get caught up in making sure everything at work is 100%. I mean, yes, do your job, do it to the best of your ability. But don't want to control your life. That's where I made a mistake. Don't let it control your life. When you come home find something to do with your family. Play with your kids before they go to sleep. With your spouse made time to let them know they are important. And that you love them. And a lot of it can be done without going and buying stuff. Like I said earlier, don't, don't, if your family understands love through material objects, change that. And I promise you, things will be a whole lot better. Change that.
change it all. So, that being said, hopefully uh, tomorrow I'll do another one. It just depends on time and what I got going on. Like I said, this is not my job. I do this for fun. But it's been two weeks, so. Oh, sorry. That's one of my cats. She They just found one of my daughter's play toys and... Majority of all of her Christmas presents from her grandparents this year were play toys that make sound. So, uh, let me sign off here. This, this is the sleepy dad. This is the sleepy dad, and I am signing off. I hope y'all have had a good Merry Christmas, good Happy Holidays and all. And I will talk to y'all later. Love you guys. Peace.